But the whole reason I, I call it failure collection is for you to start neutralizing the word failure in your brain. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Hello, hapsters. Happy almost Mother's Day, you guys. Can't believe it. Another year going by and the word mother is going to mean something so different to me soon. Being a mom to a daughter, being a mom to two kids, being a mom in a blended family, going from being a co-parenting mom where I share custody to like a full-time mom again, which is just crazy. But yeah, I really have been thinking of you guys so much as I think about how I want to do motherhood this time around. And I'm curious how you guys do it, how you enjoyed last week's episode or two weeks ago, I believe episode we had our uh, guest Kelsey Smith on, and she and I talked about motherhood versus CEO. And it's just so fascinating to me how everybody is still just figuring it out. Like we've had centuries and centuries of motherhood and still we're trying to figure out how to balance the most simple things in our day. Motherhood, it's so consuming the same way our business can be. But at the end of the day, it's really just our thoughts. So I wanted to offer you some quick thoughts that I have that make me feel connected to being a mom that you can borrow if they resonate with you this week. And I would love for you to share with me your thoughts as well. One of my favorite thoughts as a mom is more is caught than taught. I've said this before. I feel like on the podcast, because it's so much, it just really describes the way that I think about parenting, which is that I just want to be an example to my kids of what is possible and that I can tell them all day long. I could just have them really listen to this podcast if I want them to be raised as good humans and good people. But at the end of the day, the same way you guys could listen religiously to this podcast, but unless you're in happening sessions, taking the action, right? Unless you're out there really doing you're not going to absorb it in the same way. Your brain is not going to make it the same habit. So kids really, they uh, absorb and they learn more about what they see you do and by action than, than what you tell them to do. So more is caught than taught. Another one, and this is completely a separate topic is really just that uh, the the best thing I can do for my child is to take responsibility for my own um, emotional well-being. And I, this came up again for me in my coaching this last week, I was getting coached again on my thoughts of being rushed to try and prepare everything for the baby, before the baby's born and maternity leave. And I said, I'm finding myself still just having more negative and worry and dread thoughts about 
the baby that I want to. And I want to just really like deepen my loving thoughts towards the baby before she's born. And she was like, it's really interesting. Like, why do you think that the amount that you love your baby is, is not enough? And what we ended up concluding was the best way for me to show up and be connected and loving towards Mari is to be more connected and loving towards, towards myself as a mother. And it was just like, like I teach you guys this stuff all day long, but of course, of course, the most, the times when I feel the most disconnected from and missing out on the love that I get to have for this new child is when I'm not loving myself for showing up imperfectly the way that I am right now, which is still just trying to figure it out. And when I can fully love myself for not having all the answers, then there is just way more room for giving love. We can't give love that we're not giving to ourselves. So I just wanted to share that for all of you guys. If you are struggling with any part of parenting or motherhood and you're going into mother's day, I know I actually don't have my son this weekend. And, uh, a lot of people have thoughts about the fact that I'm not switching around weekends to have my son for mother's day, um, similar to the way that most fathers just want to golf on father's day and not actually be with their kids. Um, but I, I love my quality one-on-one time with Calvin, but you know, for me, mother's day right now, this year is just going to be about, loving myself. And, uh, I think that's the best thing I can do for Calvin always. And I just wanted to offer that for you, for those of you guys who are trying to be more enough and be better in some way, there's no such thing. The amount that you're loving, the amount that you're giving, it is enough. And if you do want to give more, be better, the first step is really to be with yourself and love yourself for your imperfections, wherever you're at right now. So I wanted to share that and wish you guys such a happy mother's day. And now I want to shout out the hapster of the week. This hapster of the week is Chelsea Jernigan. Chelsea had a slower start to, to results in happening sessions than some of the other girls. Like Everybody, I I had to remind people consistently throughout the six months that there's a reason this container is six months long. It's it's because regardless of whether you're like a boom, like shoot to success in the beginning, or you're like a slow burn, everybody gets the results of more time, more money, and more emotional well-being by the end of the six months. So it doesn't really matter how you do it. The way that you're approaching it is perfect for you. So it's easy to want to compare and despair. I've done it in my own mastermind. I'm definitely like we're balancing. Chelsea is also a mom. She also is balancing multiple different jobs. She's going to be prioritizing her time differently than some of the other people that are in the group. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I do the same thing in my own mastermind. So make sure again, if you, if you're doing this yourself, if you're comparing and despairing, go back and listen to the episode I did on using your tools against yourself. We want to make sure that you are always showing up. So Chelsea didn't do that. And she 
just this week has started to really click into the tools specifically with failure collection, which we're going to be talking about today on this episode. She was setting up her failure collection and feeling just like, okay, like hopefully it works out. And I'm like, nah, if you're doing failure collection, right. It is so uncomfortable that there is no way for you to not have massive growth. So I was just sensing, I was like, there must be something. She probably didn't set up the worksheet properly. It's not uncomfortable enough for her. And sure enough, what we found were that her actions were not quite specifically going to lead to the results that she wants. Like they might, but it was leaving a lot ambiguous. Um, part of her goals is to grow her client base. She's also a coach. Um, and you should definitely check her out. If you want coaching for teens, she coaches teens, which I think is such an important space. And she also coaches the mom moms of teens and a lot of what she was doing was very passive action. And I said, Hey, listen, at the end of the day, an offer is not the same thing as just throwing up a post. And she was like, Oh, okay. And then outflowed all of her discomfort about, Oh, like I have all of these thoughts about being salesy and not wanting to make people feel uncomfortable. And I was like, now we're getting to the good stuff, right? Because yes, of course you don't want to be selling from those thoughts. Not going to be very good. And, uh, for those of you who have not go back and listen to my two episodes, it's going to be a lot of links in the show notes, two episodes on selling one. I believe it is creating safety to sell something like that. You'll see it in there. Um, and then selling fuel, Oh, safe to buy all the things and then selling fuel. I'll put the link, uh, for both of those episodes are really, really good episodes. I'm selling from really clean thoughts. If you have thoughts about sales, go and listen to those episodes, but we just poured it all out and we found some really quality thoughts for her. And all of a sudden it was like, Oh, when I have these amazing thoughts, selling didn't become something that was so, so, so it was definitely uncomfortable still for her, but it wasn't, she wasn't in resistance. She wasn't showing up and doing an action at the expense of herself and who she wanted to be, right? It felt aligned. And that's what I want to make sure that all of you guys are doing. Um, so I just really wanted to shout out Chelsea because I think that she is going to see an influx of results over the next week because she's been taking massive action and she's definitely already seeing lots of learning. And she's said that she has had such a creative block, like be lifted. And her website is just like, she's like, I'm revamping everything. I just feel so inspired. And, uh, all of this comes when you're willing to do the hard thinking. So let's talk about it. You guys, let's talk about failure collection. It sounds so fun, right? Collecting failures. No, I get it. Listen, the word is intentionally not sugarcoated. I, I could have named this worksheet, like the ways to grow your business. Cause that's essentially what it does. But the whole reason I, I call it failure collection is for you to start neutralizing the word failure in your brain. It is so important for you to start feeling at least neutral. Now I've gotten to this weird, sick place where I hear the word failure and I feel like excited about it 
because I understand that on the other side of failure is everything that I want. So I I was talking to my podcast people and they were like, listen, you have done, you've mentioned failure collection like a thousand times in different episodes, but you've never done an episode on it. I was like, that can't be. And of course they were right. Gosh, darn them. And yes. So finally I, we're bringing you one of the cornerstone philosophies of the Hapster program, which is monthly failure collection. It's not only a worksheet, but it's just a principle that we live by. And because it takes people a while to neutralize to the term, I've come up with some analogies for it, for you to maybe soften to it so that you can at least get yourself to do a month or two of it and reap the benefits. Um, actually for my client, Christine, who is a gym goer, you guys can relate to this. Maybe if you go to the gym or if you've ever like lifted weights, or you just know someone who lifts weights, maybe this will help you. You can think of this as kind of maxing out, maxing out on your weight. That is the goal when you're lifting, right? You're lifting like 200 pounds and then you're lifting 225 and then you're lifting 235 and you go until you fail. And they call that maxing out and failure is the goal. You don't want to just do 10. And if you could keep doing more, you're like, cool, I did 10. You want to go until you fail. And so when I said it in this way, Christine was like, oh, that totally makes sense now. Like maxing out, that feels good. So whatever works for you, it is the goal. Because of course, when you fail in that analogy and also in failure collection, it is what grows you. It's what strengthens you. It's what makes you more prepared to go into the gym or to go into your business the next day. Okay. People avoid failure because they don't want to feel bad. That's it. Period. They just don't want to feel bad. They want to succeed. They want to win. They want to feel proud and feel successful, which I get. We all want that, right? And society has trained us to believe that that is the goal, the positive emotions, right? So even in our constitution, the pursuit of happiness in the United States, that's actually a legal right that we have. And it's so backwards because in order to create these wins and the successful, the success, we need to go towards failure to get to the success. But instead we think that success is on this side and failures on this side, and we need to go towards the success. So we need to avoid anything that will have us fail. So we set up our actions in a way that has us succeeding and winning at our own limited life. So like I see people when they first do this form, they just want to set up really small kind of tasks or wins or things that they know are uncomfortable. Maybe they should do. They're not their favorite tasks, but like they know they can kind of win at. And the same thing with goals and they avoid failing and they avoid what scares them. But that's exactly what creates the results that you want. I want you to really ask yourself this question. Are you risking failure, true measurable fails or wins posting a post does not equal wins or losses, right? Like even if you're like, oh, okay, I got a bunch of likes. What does that mean? What is the point of getting those likes? What is the point of, of posting and having people like it? Even if they share it, it's like at the end of the day, I've had slow growth for someone who 
on Instagram for someone who has had very fast growth with revenue. And I would so much rather that is the metric that I care about. I have had so much growth in terms of clients getting tons and tons of results and increasing their efficiency and getting results. I'd much rather have that than have seven reels go viral, right? So what is that creating for you? So when I say, are you risking failure? Are you putting yourself out there in a way that is going to like, my coach calls it, put you in harm's way, but really like make you feel like shit. <laughs> That's how I think of it. And when you're trying to figure out what is the best way to fail for your particular business in the beginning, you're going to have to think really hard because you're not used to thinking about this. And people will be like, oh, it's really hard for me to think about these things. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just sit here and wait. I'll wait for you to come up with the failure that is your best guess. Because Yes, I could give you some suggestions. I could give them some suggestions. And listen, I do if they are really, really stuck. But first, I challenge them to just challenge their brain. The only reason I can give them really good suggestions is because I've already done the hard thinking for myself for years now. I'm more practiced in hard thinking. But every level of my business, there's a new level of hard thinking that I have to do. And if I look outside of myself for my coach or for other people who have done the thinking, then really I'm not building up my own brain's ability to create results. And that's why people come to me. They don't come to me so that I can tell them how to be successful. They come to me because I show them how their brain can create their own success so that once they're through six months, their brain is more valuable, not my brain. If I'm doing all the thinking for you, right? So are you mining your own brain first or are you looking outside of yourself in happy? Like I said, in happening sessions, I teach you how to access your own genius, not, not just by giving you the answers. This room is where you think hard, you struggle, you fail and have massive discomfort and you learn resistance and start to see yourself as the authority that you cre crave when you come to your mentors. It's kind of ironic, right? It's so tempting sometimes for me to give you guys the answer. Sometimes someone will come to me and they'll be like, Ooh, what do you think I should do? And my brain has like 10 ideas and they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, Ooh, and I'm just like sitting here. My, my best coaching is when I don't tell you what to do and you come up with it yourself. Cause the truth is, is that I don't know what's best for your business. Your brain knows what's best for your business. And the other thing is too, if my brain comes up with it and then you go and do it and it doesn't work, your brain's like, cool this program wasn't for me. She like, didn't work. Like we can blame and it feels safe. It feels good because there's no risk there. When you come up with it, you have to risk being like, am I good at this? Yes. Yet. Do I have good ideas? And you have to build that up. I want you to fail at guessing in the beginning, your first failure collection is going to suck. And like the whole experience is going to suck. And if you are feeling terrible and you're a hapster listening to this, like 
you're doing it right. I always tell them, right? Like you guys are doing it right. The reason I don't have the program be three months is because, and so many people have said this, Danielle Williams, who was on the show, like a couple months ago, she shared about how, like, if she had to renew every month at three months, she for sure would have quit because most of her thoughts were like, I am failing at this. And I was like, yes, congratulations. You're going all in and you're figuring it out and you still have more growth and more failing to collect. And by the end of six months, she was like, I can't believe how much of a 180 my mind has had from going through the failure and showing myself that I can handle the failure and it doesn't mean anything about me which is so fun, right? Okay, so once you start to see yourself as the authority and have massive breakthroughs, you start dropping the confusion and overwhelm that comes from having a failure and from not hitting your goal. This is how I pursue making offers, right? I decide how many yeses I want, right? So how many clients I want that month or that quarter or that week or that day, even I've done it, been very fun to do a day challenge. And then I go, okay, what do I have to do? What is my action plan? This is how I zoom in and measure whether I'm actually showing up for my business or not. I don't measure it based on my results. I measure it. I set the result and then I set it and forget it. And I create the action plan that I'm guessing will bring me those results. And then how do I know if it will bring me those results by doing it and finding out and either collecting a fail or a win, right? So when people come to me and they're frustrated and they're like, oh, I'm not getting the results I want. I'm like, well, are you doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result? Or like, are you trying to learn from what you're doing and seeing if it's working? It's not that the process maybe isn't working there are a couple of different ways. So I'm going to go through the general overview of what a monthly failure collection worksheet looks like. So I don't want you guys to associate hitting your mini goals, which we do in these with success. So I'm going to talk through that in a second, but I want to go through the worksheet. Essentially what you have to do every month is you have your big goal that you're working towards for the year, your stretch goal. And you have that at the top of the worksheet every month. You're making sure that you're setting up your failures to inevitably bring you closer to your impossible goal. Then you set up, what is the first mini goal that you're pursuing this month? Now, a lot of people, they want to say like, oh, I want to write three chapters of a book, let's say, but that's actually not a result that you want. That's an action. So the result, it takes more thinking. It's like, what do you want at, on the other side of that? So I'm going to give you an example. So let's say my, one of my mini goals was to grow the podcast downloads by 5k this month right? I want 5k more downloads this month. First of all, I have to make sure in order that I understand what I did last month. So I look at my metrics. I have that there. Then I get the total amount of downloads that I want this month. Then I have that goal. I've set it and I have to reverse engineer using the model. What is my action plan, my feeling plan, and my thought plan to create that result. 
the action plan is going to be very exhaustive and you want it to feel very uncomfortable. (laughs) So I said exhaustive, not exhausting, but you know, exhausting is a feeling that comes from your thoughts about it. So that's why we want to make sure that we have the thought plan in place as well. Because the action plan might look like pitch 50 podcasts to guest guest on, which you can then chunk that down to be like, create a list of 50 podcasts that you want to pitch and then find the places that they allow submissions and then get their emails and then create a script and then send that script to them and then have follow-ups and have deadlines for this. You break it down for the month. So you say, if I want 50, then I want like about 12 a week that I'm pitching. What does that look like? When is that getting done? Am I doing it one day a week, 12, or am I doing it three days a week, four, right? It We make it until it feels digestible and then we schedule it out, right? So not just that, but I'm then going to try and create blog posts to increase the search engine optimization. I'm going to create a call to action at the bottom of every single one of my posts, referencing a podcast episode and asking people to either save it or share that episode with someone that they think that they need. I have all this action plan laid out. I schedule it. Then I make sure what is my feeling plan? Because we know that showing up to action when your thought is, well, I'm never going to hit 5k more downloads. That's like really hard. Or like, oh, this is so much work. You're not going to be able to show up to your action plan. Right? So what would you have to feel in order to show up to that? The feelings that I would put in this plan would be valuable. I want to feel valuable, right? Like I am value. People need this valuable pumped, like, let's go, let's do it. Right. Challenged. I kind of like that energy for me and done energy as in, Oh, I'm just showing up to the plan, but the results already done. I just believe that it's done in the future. I already have the 5k downloads. Those are really fun feelings for me when I'm feeling that so much easier to show up to pitch people because I'm not like, are they going to say yes or no? Are they going to like, tell me I'm the worst? Are they going to ghost me? I don't know. This is hard. I don't, it's like, no, I'm like, oh, it's done. So even if they say no, I'm like, well, someone else is going to say yes, or they're going to refer me or they're going to change their mind. So we don't. Then I have the thought plan, which is people need this podcast. The success of the show is inevitable. And also right. That like my clients need this people are going to feel compelled to join happening sessions and then inevitably have more money and have more time and have more emotional peace, which is important for the world. You're welcome, right? Which is another feeling. You're welcome energy. (laughs) And that will help you show up to your plan. So that is an example of just one of the mini goals that we have four of for the month. Does this sound like it's a lot of thinking? Yes, it is a lot of thinking. (laughs) Can I tell you that Sarah in happening sessions was talking about how she did her first, her first failure collection. It took her so long. She was like, so exhausted. She was like, I don't know if I can handle this. I don't know. And I was like, sounds like you need like a lighter thought plan in here. And then she said that the second time she did it, she went from it taking her like several hours to 20 minutes (laughs) to create. And I was like, 
damn girl. Right. So the more you think on the front end, the more your future self gets to reap the benefits of being like, Oh, this isn't as hard. The same way. When you guys ask me questions, my brain immediately has ideas for you. It's because I went through that terrible phase where I didn't have any ideas. And I, my brain constantly fed me the thought, I don't know all of the time. Right. In order to get out of that, you need to train yourself by thinking hard. Okay. This is the process, but like I said too, I don't want you to associate hitting your mini goals with success. That feels weird, right? You're like, well, I thought the point of the failure collection worksheet was actually to succeed. And I'm like, yes and no. I worry about my clients that get too attached to the wins emotionally. They're like, oh my God, I got this, that, and the other thing. Because what I know happens is that they almost always equally emotionally attach to the fails. So what I would rather you do is celebrate executing your plan, celebrate showing up to your action. Okay. Cause this is very different. This allows you to feel neutral. It doesn't mean that you don't do a little happy dance when you get a win or you get new clients or you grow your revenue or you you get a podcast guest spot with a super cool mentor that you look up to, right? Of course you do. However, you don't attach those wins to who you are. Because when you do, your brain gets into the habit of attaching the same emotions to the fails. And that's what creates the emotional roller coaster that people call the entrepreneur roller coaster. The reason that is optional is because you can just decide that your job as an entrepreneur is to set the goals and then to set the action plan and the feeling plan and the thought plan and to show up and execute on that. And when you do you can feel extremely proud and accomplished all the time. And then you can start to feel neutral about your growth because A, you've already had the conversation with your future self and you built that growth out of done energy and out of kind of believing that it was already created. So naturally you will start to feel like, I remember the very first time someone paid me 10K in full. I remember like being in bed at night And just saying to Mark, like, oh yeah, I had my first 10K pay in full client. (laughs) And it was like really funny because a year, probably like a year previous, I remembered celebrating so hard getting like $250. Like I I remember just being like, oh my God, like, this is so fun. I just did a, someone asked me to do a masterclass and they paid me $250 to just like tell them what I know. That is so cool. And then I got $10,000 and I was like, Hmm. Okay. And it was because I had been practicing showing up as my future self for so long that by the time the result comes, you're like, yeah, this is who I am. This is who I've been being. You're kind of like confused almost to the point of delusion where you're like, is this the first time this has happened? I feel like I've been doing this for so long. So I just wanted to share that in case any of you guys have experienced that in your own growth or hapsters who are listening, like you're going to experience this more and more. Okay. So like I said, I don't want you to get too attached. And the other thing I want to note is that the failure I want you to have is something like goalpost failure, 
where you are either collecting a win or collecting a, a fail based on the measurable result that you set out in this worksheet, not no show failure. So some people will be like, yeah, I did great. Like I just failed on all of my goals. I didn't hit any of my goals. And I'm like, okay, but did you do your action plan? Like, did you show up at all? And they're like, well, kind of a little bit here and there. And I'm like, no, no, no. That is the unacceptable kind of failure. The action plan is non-negotiable. You're, we're not trying to craft like, oh, well, like failing no matter what is just like the point Jess said. So like, I don't really have to show up. This is not like a backdoor to laziness. This is how you show up, go all out and risk feeling terrible, (laughs) not feeling terrible because you just like, didn't just ignored your own plan and your own goals. Okay. So like I said, this is the process This is failure collection, but the thought management that you couple with it is an essential component. It's going to require you doing this failure collection is going to require you to feel more emotion, both positive, but mostly negative in the beginning, especially than your body is used to tolerating. And I say this with like caution, because I really do think that this work is done best with a coach in your corner. Like I do this work every week, which is why I continued to decide to pay 25 K to my coach for the six months, including two months where I'm going to be on maternity leave. Because I know that if I go even a week without my coach helping clean up this the thoughts that are like bouncing around in my brain, I am not my highest self. I am not able to access the most love, the most joy, the most energy, all of that. So I, yes, you can take the tools, take the process, but make sure that you are coupling failure collection with coaching and thought management. You cannot just take tools and not also put the mindset with it. So I just needed to have that disclaimer in there. It's going to require you to feel so much emotion, but when hapsters do this monthly, their success is inevitable. Are you willing to feel what it takes to make your dream business a reality? That's what failure collection does for you. I'm so excited. I'm really glad that we got this out there. Thank you. to my podcast peeps for letting me know this wasn't an episode yet. And I hope that it really opened your eyes to what I've been talking about. When I say that failure collection, failure in general is the point. It is the process. I'm sending you so much love on mother's day, whether you're a mother or whether you have a mother or whether you don't have a mother or whether you're just a mother, all the things. I love you guys so much. And I am going to go and rest. I think that's my goal today. Have a beautiful day. Hey, hapsters. If you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to what's happening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening. W H A T S H A P P Y N I N G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, 
What are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening W Jess. Again, that's happy H A P P Y N I N G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.